Hey, everybody. So just uh, before we get going on the review show, Matt and I just want to take a brief moment to um, just send our thoughts and prayers out to everybody that was involved, all the victims of the Las Vegas shooting right. uh, that happened just over the weekend. Really horrible thing. Um, we also wanted to just give all of our listeners a couple ways to get involved right, um, yeah. and get connected if they're looking to. Um, definitely don't want to pass up that opportunity. So uh, two great ways we're going to be listing down in the description below. One is a GoFundMe page uh, where they're sending, they're collecting money for all of the victims. And then additionally, they're looking for blood donations. So yep. two links, check them out below if you want to get involved. And uh, yeah, thanks and stay tuned for the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about American Maid and Wind River, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt H.D. Hay. Oh, hey. Because we are coming to people for the first time in our video podcast. High def. Yes, high def, where they can see all of your glorious fi- imaged, imaged glory, I I- guess. Imagery? Is what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. All of your glorious imagery. <laughs> right. Very, I was going to say gory imagery, but that's that doesn't really weird. Fit. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. really fit. So, and who am I? Today? Everybody, I'm here with Joel the Zookeeper Cunningham. The Zookeeper. Is that from something? No, he No. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a joke. He he got a job. You're a oh, zoo. Oh, that's thing. what that's from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know what you're talking about for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a voiceover job for Phoenix Zoo. Yeah, man. It's uh I don't know if I can actually say the line. Don't, it's don't literally say the line. one line, but we talked about this. It was amazing. I got the voiceover job. I walked in, I recorded for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes most, and I was like they're like, all right, you're great, you're done. I was like, you want to do like a Russian thing or like a, just to give you options. <laughs> this does <Yeah>. not work, <laughs> just English. It's exactly. Yeah. So I was like, try. I was like, do you, and they're like, no, you're great. And so I left, and they loved it so much they actually booked the spot for like six six more jobs. Yes. Without even having to record it. That so. is the best kind of work. That right is there. the best kind of work. That is the nicest kind of work. Yes. Just make money doing nothing. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also brought to you in part by Lacroix. Yeah. So this is the first time we have uh, visual evidence and proof that we actually are. Drinking LaCroix, as we always say that we are. So. We're sponsored by them, yet we just <laughs> buy it still. Sponsored, not sponsored. Yes. That's what we are yes, right exactly. now. So, yeah, so here on the podcast, Matt and I like to break things down a little bit um, on the basis of kind of our personalities. Matt, you tend to be a little bit more of the fan, the kind of the fun, exciting type guy. True uh, story. Yeah, you get into like the excitement visual, visuals and all the, the things like that. And Emotional. I tend to be, yeah, I tend to be more of the critic. I tend to be more of the, we're both critics, but I tend to be more of the critic in the sense of I'm very critical. I break things down on story and structure and theme and tone and You're all those mean types of sometimes i'm very mean sometimes yeah. everybody knows like the book of henry mean i'm the mean one yes i'm like the <laughs> you're like the the fun happy parent and i'm like the mean scolding parent that's what we are right now that sounds right yeah so why don't you give our let's our lovely watchers this time as watchers well as our listeners, and listeners yeah uh some ways that they can get connected to the podcast yes y'all can get connected in a number of different ways uh, first of all, in the social media universe that we are interconnected with, uh, starting with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Real Review Media, Real spelled R E E L. And then on top of that, you have our website, realreviewmedia.com, where that's linked to all that fun stuff as well. We keep that thing updated pretty well. And then um, in addition to that, email us, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. There it is. Reach out to us, send us some questions. Tell us if you think that we look awesome on the screen right now <laughs> or not. Well, if we don't, I don't want to hear about it. 
How okay. About that? But if we look awesome, just let us know. Yes. Thumbs up on the, the video or something like that. And we'll probably have all that info, I'm guessing, in the description below Absolutely. the video so that people can get connected that way totally too. Totally will. Thank you. That was beautifully done, Matt. Yes, you're welcome. I'm going to say beautiful so often because you are so beautiful and now people can see this. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about two films that Matt and I both had a chance to watch. Uh, the first of which was a film that premiered this weekend. And then the second was one that came out the prior weekend. No, it's been, out for, uh, it's been out for a solid while. like month and a half. Oh, you're right about that. Yeah, so, yeah. But it was kind of like under the radar. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit under the radar. I don't think it was a wide release, right. but it was a very good film. Uh, Mystic River is what we're talking about. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Mystic River. Uh, no, we're talking about Wind River. Yes. yes. So uh, one that just came out. And so we're going to talk about that uh, second, but we're going to start off with the one, the big Tom Cruise epic yes. that came out this weekend called American Made. American Made. And it's not like a maid that cleans your um, apartment hotel. Yeah, it's not spelled like that. Yeah. There was a Jennifer Lopez film. Was that called that American was... Maid? No, no Made Manhattan. Made right, Manhattan, yeah. That's right. So it's kind of a play off of that. But So why don't you start off giving uh, our watchers and listeners a description of the film. Let's totally do that. So American Maid. Uh, synopsis. A pilot lands uh, work for the CIA and as a drug runner in the South during the 1980s, directed by Doug Lyman. And uh, stars Tom Cruise, Domhnall Gleeson, Sarah Wright, Jesse Pemans, and a number of other people. <laughs> but the thing to keep in mind with this is based on a true story. Yes. Which is crazy to me. It is. Yes. And I've seen bits and pieces of this story before we talked about this in the Netflix show Narcos. Narcos, right. I heard that, that his story was in it a little bit. Yeah, very, yeah. very briefly. And it's funny because I was wondering, like, which one of them is going to be maybe more honest to the story and kind of how it happened. I haven't had a chance to check out and say which one maybe happened more honestly and realistically. Right. Um, but it does tie together a couple loose ends from Narcos that I felt like it didn't necessarily clarify, specifically in regard to, I don't want to spell two things too much, but that photos. Okay. Because those play a part in the Narcos story that, you know, that, you know, one of the yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those, but you never really know kind of how that happened. It just kind of happens. And then it does result in sort of the same ending of both films, um, right. but it's through different circumstances in each. So, um, but it was cool. It was interesting to see kind of how those two ran parallel to each other, kind of how they ran differently. So that's cool. What are your overall thoughts? So, overall thoughts? Yeah. I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. Okay. Um, it's my favorite Tom Cruise movie in quite some time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for Doug Lyman. Yep. Um, totally different vibe. This is this is a most uniquely edited and shot film that i've seen in a while yeah yeah it uh, definitely has its own like flair to it yeah uh, very handheldy and and very like zoom in zoom out very yeah. like kind of grainy almost yeah there was definitely some shots you could tell that they were trying to be a little maybe inventive right or a little bit non-standard especially when it came to just the shaky cam the non-standard i mean there was literally a couple shots where it was like they had the character kind of framed wrong almost. Yeah. And they, you could see them kind of like shifting back into getting the character into the right framing. Right. After a while, I found that a little distracting. It I'm was distracting. Lie. Yeah. It was distracting. So I, some of it I liked. Some of it I was a bit, you know, when it, the film first started and I saw that shaky cam thing going on, I was immediately like, mm, I don't know about this. I feel like shaky cam is something that can be done really well at certain times, but when it's like the primary focus of the film, sometimes yeah. it's a bit difficult, especially with something like this that's kind of like the idea is it's supposed to be like biographical in a way. You know, it's supposed to be documenting this guy's life. Right. So, but that's more of like an action movie type thing. So, the other thing that I didn't necessarily like about the visuals, it was kind of neither here nor there, was there was a strong sort of color casting 
over most of the film. It was like a yellowish kind of sepia type That's thing. That's what I, I kind of gathered that they were trying to give it that, you know, 70s, uh, 70s 80s vibe yeah. like kind of a thing. So Yeah, what did you think of that? Did you have any? No, I I liked it. I, I didn't mind the coloring. I, the only thing that uh, took me out of the movie is some of the editing and the way it was filmed choices. There's a couple of yeah. times where it was like a close up on Tom Cruise's face and then it would just like <laughs> zoom in a little further real quick yeah. or zoom out real quick and you're like, what what is happening? What am yeah. I watching right now? But um, other than that, just to kind of throw out some likes about it. Yeah. Tom it's Cruise, right really good. Yeah. There was times where I just, you see Tom Cruise in a movie and you're like, eh, it's Tom Cruise. He's in a movie. He's running really fast. This is what he's doing. <laughs> That's um, kind of his thing. Right. I'm going to run. This one, there was times where I was invested in his character. Where I, I actually was like, I saw past seeing Tom Cruise. I saw Barry Seal. Yeah. And then um, I was invested in the story. There's some more like background stuff I wish I could have had going into it. But uh, as a whole, I was I was invested in the story mm-hmm. and um, it was it was entertaining too. It was It wasn't just like documentary and hey this is something that's interesting there's some stuff that was funny and definitely engaging kind of throughout <laughs> the way but yeah i would agree yeah i think for the most part i felt a similar sense of entertainment maybe yeah. from what you got from the film i definitely it beat my expectations i was expecting a pretty kind of film yeah right so <laughs> when i started seeing some of the reviews coming in and stuff i was actually a bit surprised yeah people rating it sort of as highly as they did so I don't know. I wasn't expecting a whole lot from this as well. It didn't really impress me, I think, in the trailer or anything like that. It right. just seemed like yeah, a very, neither. very much like a Tom Cruise type vehicle. And then you talked about Doug Lyman. Yeah. He's been very hit or miss for me. You know, he did um, Edge of Tomorrow, which I loved. That movie's so good. But he also did Jumper, which I couldn't stand. And then he did the- He did Jumper? Yeah, he's director for Jumper. Okay. <laughs> That's a guilty pleasure movie of mine. See, I couldn't stand that That is film. a guilty pleasure movie. I, I kind of yeah. like Jumper. <laughs> I actually saw that one at the drive-in, which okay. didn't help, but it's it was just, I could, I you know, was just not That's a very not good movie. That's not Doug's fault. No, but the movie <laughs> itself was just such a, oh man, miss- Messy, messy mess. That was all I would say. Messy mess is what that was. It's not a great movie, but I I found enjoyment. Yeah, in it. and then the wall, which came out earlier um, this year, it was it was okay. I mean, it was like it was very simple, and they were trying to go for something that was like it's like a self contained yeah, yeah war a, like film. low budget type thing. John Cena. And, yeah, and it wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it in the podcast. I didn't think it was awful, but it wasn't yeah. like the most amazing movie ever. So he's he's just a little bit like, meh, wasn't knowing what to expect. I, I'd rank this a little higher than The Wall, probably, oh, yeah? okay. as far as overall entertainment value. And I agree with you, Tom Cruise did a good job not filling in that Tom Cruisiness yeah. that he often can. There was definitely moments where it had that. I think the moments that really took me out of the film the most were those camera shots that he had where he was kind of recording himself almost as like he was documenting what was happening. Right, right, right. Those didn't really serve a purpose for me. And especially when you get to the end of the film and you kind of figure out the purpose they serve or kind of how they're tied in. It's like, why? It, I, so I mean, people maybe just know to, his story. I know. And it might have been very, it might have been something and it probably was something that is really part of the story that he actually did that, but it just didn't really resonate with me in any way. It didn't really feel like that was warranted or needed. Yeah. Um, and, but for the most part, the story was very linear. It moved in a very good direction. I think all of the elements of the story kind of pointed in exactly the way that it needed to. And it wasn't really an action movie in a sense. It was more of a drama with like actiony elements, comedy drama type thing. Yeah. So in that sense, I thought it was good. And I didn't think they tried to go too big with it or too crazy. They definitely, you could tell were trying to like plug a couple people in there. I think without Tom Cruise, I 
personally probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Okay, that's yeah, you probably know? true. But they probably put him in there because it's you know Tom Cruise. He's he's gonna be way to bounce back though from the mummy though. Seriously, uh, seriously yeah, <laughs> he needed a big bounce back from yeah. the mummy. So, um, I thought editing was good. What do you think of? I mean, any like the the music choices or anything like that? They kind of they fit. I thought yeah, everything well. fit. Yeah. There's nothing distracting mm-hmm. out of it. Um, you had the, I mean, you had the like the the music that was needed to help convey the time. Yeah, I liked seeing all the the um. Like the town that they're in. What was the name of that? It was like a small in Arkansas. It was like... It's like three letters, four letters, right? Like re- Mira? Mira or something Mira, like that. Mina. 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 There you go. Yeah. That's what it is. I couldn't remember. I kind of like to see in the town, the small town. I thought it was yeah. pretty cool and how they showed that. Um, the uh, I, For me, I think that's kind of it as far as the positives, I guess I'm concerned. There's, there's not really a lot of negatives for me um, other than the fact that I wanted to see more of the family dynamic yeah. before everything hit the fan for him, kind yeah. of. Um, so we don't, tep- you know, typically give any spoilers unless we actually give a spoiler like warning, and then we'll say the spoiler. But yeah. um, specifically, like you're kind of just you're launched right into this thing mm-hmm. right at the very beginning, yeah, um, and. And you and you get a sense of right off the bat, Barry Seal, Tom Cruise's character is is kind of a rogue, kind of a rebel. He do, does his own thing, regardless yeah. of his his wife or what that expectation looks like. And um, and then their their relationship is really interesting, but I, I don't feel like I I learned enough about it for her to continually be like, I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, again, you know? it's one of those things, and this kind of goes down more the negative route of the film. With Tom Cruise, he tends to do this now where he, he he always has to act with this girl that I feel like is just like insanely attractive in comparison to his age. Like she looked like she was no older than like 27 or 28. Right, like half his age, right? Right. And it just takes me out of the movie because I'm like, sure, That's, Tom yeah. Cruise is an attractive guy and would probably be able to, you know, be with a girl that attractive. But it's just not realistic in the world standards. You know what I mean? To see a guy like him that for the most part of the beginning of the film wasn't really successful. I mean, he right. was flying for TWA. And he has this like model esque looking wife, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not attacking her on her basis. I think acting wise, she did one of the best jobs in the entire script, yeah. in the entire film. I thought his wife was rock solid. But I don't know. That always disconnects me now when I see that. It's kind of his thing, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, with that too. I mean, Kentucky Fried Chicken. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. I I thought everybody did really well. I like Domino Gleason. I've seen him in just a handful of things. Yeah. He was, his role too kind of started out like, I don't know, his, his story arc, I guess. And if, you know, in a sense is kind of started out with, uh, you know, like, oh, he's, he's on our side and it kind of like had you questioning it a yeah. little bit more, yeah. especially towards the end. But, um, the one thing that I really want to know about, and I haven't had a chance to research it too much. I know some of the details, um, and this is where the narco stuff might come in is, uh, how much of this is is that Hollywoodized like exaggeration? You yeah, know? yeah. How much of this has actually happened? Where he's literally he's made so much money mm-hmm. that that it's a burden to him. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like right. he's like I have, to have so much and money, I don't know what funny. to do with it. Yeah, you know, it was almost so. This was kind of when it, when you boil down like my main issue with the film mm-hmm. that kind of ties into what I felt like the biggest problem with the film was is there wasn't a clear sense of who the antagonist was. Okay, yeah. in the film. It was almost like money was the antagonist. Yeah. Because it created all these issues over time, like him trying to hide it. Yeah. You know, JB, all those types of things. When you look at the film itself, it's like 
the American government was kind of the bad guy, but kind of wasn't at the same time. Right. Because they were probably doing some stuff they shouldn't do. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, are you really going to say that the American government was wrong for trying to stop corruption and drug abuse in their country? It's like. Right, right. And then they kind of almost made the narcos seem like they were the good guys. But then they would do like really awful stuff. So they were kind of a bad guy and kind of a good guy too. So it was like there was these weird gray areas. Yeah. And I felt like Dom Donald Gleason was the perfect example of that. He yeah. kind of had these moments where he was like, here's, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of property that you can do whatever you want with, like giving right. him these awesome things. <laughs> and then like the scene later, he's like, you know, chewing him out for these like, how dare you, you know, yeah. betray me yeah, or yeah, yeah. betray the marriage. So it was like, like, is it like, who's the bad guy here? Who's the good guy? You know, because yeah, Tom Cruise right. is kind of a bad guy and a good guy because he's running drugs and arms, but he's like your main. So that's why I was saying like his wife in a way kind of felt like the best character to me because it was pretty clear that she wasn't happy with a lot of the stuff. Now, she did kind of give into it once the money started rolling that's in. That's true, yeah. You know, but she didn't really know. She didn't really know what was happening. She thought that he was just making money doing these like private jet tour type right, stuff. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah, so that... That's kind of what it boils down to for me. I think because of that, it felt like it was a very tepid script. Okay. Because I never knew clearly, never clearly delineated, okay, well, who should I be saying I want you to do well or you to do bad? And that doesn't have to be there. But when there's no deeper purpose or theme to a movie, like you can, I think you can have that sense of ambiguity there, but only when you have a deeper theme that kind of fills out the rest of that in the movie. Right. And there wasn't that. It was really just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruisey and some crazy stuff happening here. Did and he there, run? So. Did we see Tom Cruise? I don't run? think I was thinking about it. I don't remember seeing him run. Unless you count planes running. I don't know. <laughs> I mean I, I don't, don't remember that. I feel like I would have been like, Oh, that's the run. It's a contractual obligation for Tom Cruise to run in every single one of his movies. There pretty much is, you know, but I write us, send us an email, shoot us a comment if he did run. Remember. I don't remember him running. I'm trying to think. I mean, no. No, I don't as think far he ran. as I can tell. Just- it broke a record, I think. It's his first one ever. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, so I, I think that's my biggest summary of the film. Okay. I think just tepid. It yeah. just kind of it didn't like, hit me emotionally for right. me. So it was kind yeah. of like... And it, it showed because, no spoilers, but by the ending of the film, you know, some stuff happens and you're just kind of left feeling like... Yeah. Eh. That's kind of what... It, yeah, exactly you know? what I felt like. So yeah, no spoilers, but... It was a good movie though. I thought it was well done. One of the better movies so far of the right. year. Um, I think our next one we're going to be talking about is probably a lot better. Oh, man. Yeah. But, you know, Mystic River there. So, <laughs> <laughs> What would you rate this thing, dude? So I thought about it a lot. I'm going to give this one a B minus. Okay. So I think I would have probably given it a little bit higher if it had been a little bit clearer, kind of some negative, some yeah. positives. Yeah. And I would have probably gone a lot less if I didn't feel like it at least tried to do some things. Yeah. What kind of a B minus? Uh, 80... Two. 82. Ah. Yeah, so. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm okay. going to give an 84. All right. Just a straightforward B. All right. There you go. Let's go with that. See, that's why you and I are different, Matt. We're so different. <laughs> We're so different, <laughs> you and I. Awesome. So then with that being said, why don't we move into our next film? Yes. Let's dive right into this river of the next film. <laughs> Let's do it. That it's wasn't windy. a very good pun, was it? No. Let's dive right <laughs> in, guys. It's very windy here in the studio. Yep. We need a little fan to come on right at that moment. So. Yep. <laughs> All right, so the next one we're going to be talking about is a film called Wind River. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the synopsis for this if I can find where I wrote it up. So, Do it. Uh, Wind River is a chilling thriller. Get it? Chilling thriller? Uh, <laughs> that follows a rookie FBI agent, played by Elizabeth Olsen, who teams up with a local game tracker with deep community ties and a haunted past. 
Jeremy Renner, uh, to investigate the murder of a local girl on a remote Native American reservation in the hopes of solving her mysterious death. Uh, written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. It stars Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, John Bernthal. Very brief role for Jonathan yeah. Bernthal there. Uh, Martin Sensmeiser, I would say. Nailed and it. Julia, <laughs> did I get that? I did think I do think I got that pretty close. And Julia Jones. Um, that's kind of your main cast we there. We call her JJ. Yeah, you have his um, son, which is played by a kid named Tio, uh, Tio Briones. And then you have uh, Dan Crowhart. I cannot pronounce his name. Apensana Hakwa. <laughs> Apensana Hakwa. There you go. Yep. And, and Graham Greene is Ben. Perfect. So, yeah. So I'm done going over names. <laughs> um, so this was actually a suggestion that you made because yes. you had had a chance to check it out. Oh, man. And I didn't hear too much about it. Um, that was kind of in the middle of our whole summer onslaught of films. And so I didn't have a chance to check it out. But uh, you really liked it. I really liked this movie. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why you Okay. Liked it? So. I watched this. Uh, this is the d- directorial debut for Taylor Sheridan. This is his third movie in his like trilogy of movies that he's written for. Okay. So he started off with Sicario. Yep, great film. Um, I liked it less than most people. Okay. It wasn't bad, but I liked it less than most people. Um, and then he did Hell or High Water, which I really liked. Yep, I didn't see that one. This, I want to. This is my favorite one okay. that he's done. And it's directed. It, it's beautiful. It's got a lot of really, really great, like, scenic, you know, things. You're like, oh, yeah, this is, you know. Yeah. He's really milking it. He's making it, you know, Wind River, the reservation, really kind of pop as its own character. Gotcha. Um, But as far as the script, emotionally, this one moved me the most. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Renner, I never would have thought of him as being, like, a really great dramatic actor. I think of him as Hawkeye. I think of him as... Uh, the Jason Bourne dude, um, just a number of other action roles. The first movie I ever saw him in was was SWAT. Okay, and he was just kind of like this, like whatever. I saw him in House. He was in House too, um, briefly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for an episode of House. And but it's it's just it was a really really straightforward like drama kind of thriller towards the end. Like crazy tense stuff happens at the end of this movie. Yeah, and. It just it felt so satisfying. Yeah. Everything felt really satisfying as, as as kind of as heartbreaking of a story as this is mm-hmm. that it turns out to be. And yeah, it's just it was good. It's good. Yeah. It was kind of weirdly, I think because of the setting, it was almost like Fargo meets No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Kind of see that. Because it had a deeper message, a deeper theme. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that I love so about so much about it. And there's been a couple of movies like this that have come out this year where it really, oh, I don't want to spoil things, but it dwells into loss and what yeah. loss can do to people mm-hmm. and how that affects them. And that, that was one of the themes and one of the identities that I think was trying to talk about in the film. Mm-hmm. And that's just been a couple of like Manchester by the Sea, you know yeah. what I mean, was a great example of that. And uh, what was the one that you just saw with the the little boy Oh, oh, the Book of Henry. Yeah, Book of Henry, which horribly <laughs> just, oh, man. We're I not going to get it. into Book Henry. He did not like yeah, it. Yeah, we're not going to get into Book of Henry. It'll be a whole separate podcast for some other day. Yes, yeah, so we're going to start a Book of Henry podcast. A Book of Henry book. How about yep. that? Yes. And um, so, anyway, there's been a couple <laughs> films like this that have kind of delved into that. And um, What was the other one? A Monster Calls. Yeah. A great example. Um, yep. That was last year. But, That's a really good movie, though. Yeah, but... It, a lot of recent kind of films that dwelled into this that I that I've really enjoyed, and this is definitely up there with them. Um, I felt like that was a big element of it, and it was the whole idea of 
what a person when a person is in this circumstance where they can kind of choose between like that anger or that sadness yeah and what that can drive them to or they can kind of try and do their best like yeah. you're not going to be it's not going to you're never going to be fixed you're never going to be okay Jeremy Renner says as much you right. know I think that's awesome yeah and it, it needed that deeper yeah. element because I think if they had just gone into this it would have been an interesting film still if they had just gone into this like showing just the murder aspects right, and the investigation right. and stuff but because it had that deeper element, you really it resonates with you, right? And you do end up feeling something. It's not an easy film per se to watch. No, it, um, and I've told you this before too. I mean, there's movies out there that are so good. Some of my like highest rated movies of all time are movies that I probably wouldn't choose to sit down and watch again because it just it either drains you emotionally, drains me emotionally, yeah, or just makes me feel terrible, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it was a Super great movie. Yeah, I think this wasn't cut maybe as extreme as like Manchester by the Sea. That one hit me a lot harder. Right, right, right. Because I think that portrayed some of the tragedy and loss in a lot stronger terms sure. than this film does. This film is, it is a hybrid of, you know, a, a person dealing with grief and suffering or people, I should say, dealing with that and loss with an investigation kind of police drama, you know, suspense, yeah. in you know, mystery type thing. And the only... Well, we should um, talk about some more positives here. I do think the cinematography for me was awesome yeah. at times. I wouldn't say it like blew me out of the water. There wasn't any specific. I think the opening shot, like the opening couple shots were very effective yeah. and viscerally cool. And just kind of like that opening shot with the title and the girl. Yeah. I mean, that was really cool. And there was a couple shots here and there that I thought were pretty nice and neat. But yeah. at the same time, like a good a good film, when I see the visual style and the cinematography behind it will give me a message that ties into the theme and ties into the what that scene specifically maybe is trying to portray with the characters. You know what I mean? Like they can put a character in a very isolated frame to show like a distance from them or a distance from reality or something like that. Or maybe they're being isolated or, you know, examples. Yeah. But it never really felt like that was taking place with the film, watching okay. some of the cinematography, but at the same time, it was very good. Yeah. It you wasn't know? distracting. Sometimes right. you can have like distracting like the film wants to be a good story, but also like be a super artsy film. And you're like, what is happening? You right. Know, it and it, those. it was effective at getting across the tone. Yeah. And that's to me a sign of good cinematography. Yeah. So at least it got across a tone, but it wasn't like I was watching this and thinking like, wow, that's just like the depth of that shot of what it's trying to portray is like amazing to me. And, I do want to try and maybe go back at some point and kind of study the cinematography a little more, maybe get a little bit more in depth with that. <laughs> study the cinematography. That's me. I'm that guy. I will appreciate <laughs> cinematography, but I will probably won't go back and study it. I'm going to check it out. That's my thing. <laughs> so, yeah, but I did appreciate for that. I do think, like you said, Jeremy Renner, amazing job. I think He's so good. It was job. the best movie I've ever seen Jeremy Renner in. Yeah, and he usually has this kind of like, this weird intensity to himself where yeah. it's not like super intense. He's like almost deadpan. Yeah. But you can tell that there's like a lot going on. It's it's his eyes, I think. It's yeah, just he, a way of connecting. Yeah. Um, and that was there in this film, but there was also a depth of just who he was, his personality. And you can tell he was a person that was going through stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they was trying yeah. to process, um, you know, the moon, the, the scene in the ki- the cabin with Elizabeth Olsen where they're yeah. just talking. I mean, that was a great scene. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, the other thing is, and you had mentioned it earlier, John Bernthal is in this movie. I didn't even know he was in this movie. I and I, when he popped, I was like, hey, was like, hey the hey, Punisher. And he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a really, really great actor. Yeah. And um, and this is no exception. He's only in it for a little bit, but it's it's effective. And he's just, he's fantastic. Yeah, I think so. Some of the stuff with him, that was kind of, if we're going into some of like the deeper, maybe not so good areas, I think some of the stuff with him was kind of where I felt a little disconnected. I felt like they didn't necessarily earn 
it's hard to say, but um, you mean prior to seeing him? No, when you actually saw the scene, because it's kind of like it builds up to this, you know, reveal of yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. what happened, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it it that reveal goes on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I felt almost like, and they did this with Manchester by the Sea. You kind of had the way that the story kind of played at the same time. You had little bits and pieces of what happened in the past that's tied into what's happening in the current timeline. It kind of felt like maybe if they had given you a couple little windows into what happened at that moment, instead of just jumping to that one scene where you see everything take place at once, Yeah, it could have built that tension of that scene a little bit. It could have helped you to earn it, you know, introduce right. his character, introduce Jonathan Bernthal, like within the first 15 or 20 minutes, let you get connected to him. No, he's going to be there because then it, yeah. it would have, I don't know. It just would have felt a little bit more earned. I understand that. Cause a lot of, films and even television they do that they give you a story arc um kind of flashbacks you're like where is this flashback going and then it ties in right together well i kept end. thinking when they they started that flashback yeah. that they were eventually going to jump back and like they weren't going to i was like there's no way they're going to go through the entire flashback right, right, right like right. they're going to have to jump back to this and then jump back to that and right. they went through the whole thing i actually like that okay I, it was it was a it was a choice i guess in the way they wanted to do it, it maybe it was separated yeah. out and they just they were like you know what let's just all throw it in the end here i kind of like that because of uh at first you're like wait what is happening because you're not really sure when the flashback happens at first but then you're like oh this is a flashback right um and when you're just seeing him because the way they tie in the shot you're thinking is he there now but then when you see the one girl then you're like oh okay this is a flashback yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) but when that happens um i don't know it's just Maybe it was the fact that I was surprised that John Bernthal was. I was like, hey, yeah, I know you. Well, uh, he's such a recognizable face to me yeah. now, too, that that would have helped with that. Because yeah, I would have yeah. known, okay, well, he's... Because that could also have helped with some of the mystery stuff. Yeah. Like, well, where is he? Is he going to pop out all of a sudden? Is he going to come out of the trailer? Is he Like, where is he at? Yeah. So that would have added to some of that dramatic... Because the mystery element, I think, in a way, was the weakest part of the film. Mm. Because it's it was much more about them yeah. dealing with loss and dealing with sadness and grief and mourning and what that means and how they yeah. connect as one human to another throughout that. Um, the third act though was so good uh, because it was, it was definitely a slow burn. Like yeah. it's not like a action film, but, um, but it goes there, but when it, it needs there. to, it's it like, there we're going to hit you hard in a real way for yeah. sure. And the scene, I mean, the scene at the kind of climax yeah. with the, with the big fight there. Yeah. I mean, some of those shots were just like, yeah, like, yeah. like, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Like I, yeah. And it's and it's like visceral and brutal. It's not just like you see people get like shot. It's like craziness, like how these people are getting shot in this fight. But anyways, yeah, um, yeah, I just really like this movie. I really did. Yeah, it was interesting because I didn't know. I literally went in this not knowing anything about it except for like who was in it. And I was telling you stuff. Yeah, (laughs) but I was like, at first, I was almost thinking that this was going to be like the gray. You know, Mm. like a a story about a guy and a girl and maybe their kids. Well, it started off with the wolves. Yeah, exactly. And then the cougars (laughs) and they're like talking about the cougars, all this. And I'm like, or the mountain lions. And so I'm just like, oh, they're going to get stuck in the mountains. There's going to be a snowstorm and they're going to have to like fight their way out of it. You know, that's kind of what the direction was. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, no, this is actually going for like a real like thriller mystery kind of murder thing. So that was really cool to kind of see that. And I was like, I didn't want it to be a sequel to the gray, although I really liked the gray. Um, so, but overall I did really enjoy it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking here a little bit. I'm trying to, as you do, as I do, that's <laughs> what do. I do. That's my thing. So, but I did enjoy it for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think out of all the films that I've seen as of recent that it came out specifically during the summer, it was up there. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I think you're going to probably rank this a little higher. Probably. Um, than I am, this but is, this is one of my favorite ones of the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. But I mean, there's, there's a few up there when I say my favorite, if. 
right now it's in my top 10. Yeah, I did also want to say, and I haven't had a chance to check out who did the um, the com- composing yet for this and do the music. I really liked the music too. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you picked up on some of that, but there, I loved the, there was like a haunting chorus in some of the shots of the men going like, ho, ho, yeah. ho. It's like a chant. Ho, ho. Yeah, it yeah. was like really disner like unnerving it was unnerving but it also f- kind of fit like right. the, the tones of the film just yeah. in general yeah. and i think that that kind of actually played out it, it it felt like the the theme of that song kind of played out over the course of the film which is generally something that's very effective for me yeah, yeah, yeah. and it kind of eventually becomes like a full song whereas at the beginning it's just little inklings of that and i thought that they did a good job as well of talking about the whole issue of you know native americans and not dwelling too far into like oh well they're horrible or they're horrible it was just kind of like well everybody's kind of horrible yeah, <laughs> at yeah. different times we all yeah, kind of yeah. have our own issues and stuff so i thought that was good jeremy and i thought all the acting for the most part was great um i don't think if there's any more like sort of negatives from it i think overall that was i didn't i didn't have a lot um yeah there's a, there's a couple of editing parts that like it seemed to jump from one scene to another real yeah. quick and i was like wait yeah, I have an explanation for that, but I'll tell you later. Okay, so, cool. So yeah, I think I know it. what that is actually. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, but um, I thought it was pretty good. I forget the name of the uh, the guy doing the autopsy scene. Um, he's actually the main the, do- the oh yeah the doctor. That yeah, was... he's actually from Narcos. Oh, is he really? Yeah, and so it was cool to see him in another thing because okay. I think he's a really good. I need I need to look up his name. That's cool. I don't know exactly. Oh, Eric Lang. Nice, Doctor Whitehurst. Yeah, I think he's a great actor. I'm hoping he shows up in a lot more stuff because he plays kind of plays this really good like slightly evil guy okay that's kind of how i see slightly evil yeah he's got that kind of slightly evil look in his eye okay so all right so any other thoughts no other no okay what are you gonna rate this joel i'm gonna give this one a 91 91 all right correction 90 sorry 90 90. okay yeah 95 95 95 i really like this movie um my favorite it's my favorite i guess taylor sheridan written film okay i liked it a lot more than sicario and i liked it a little bit more because I gave Hell or High Water a 90, I think, when we mm. rated it. So, 95. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. that's great then. Well, then I would definitely say to all of you watchers and listeners out there, check out the movie. Do it. If you get a chance. It's intense. Not for kids. Obviously. It's a family <laughs> film. Because uh, Moida. Because there's a family in it. Because <laughs> people get shot in Moida. <laughs> and bad things happen to good people. <laughs> so, yeah. If you get a chance, check it out. Um, and so that's our reviews for those two shows. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up on the podcast then. Pop. Wrap it. I said popcast. Popcast. It's a popcast. new thing. Yep. And we're going to go ahead. Let's give some ways to get connected again at the yes. end, though. Uh, so realreviewmedia.com is a website. You have our Facebook, which is Facebook slash Real Review Media. You also have our Gmail. Well, I'll say Instagram, Twitter, both at Real Review Media. Yep. Right? And then we would love to hear your thoughts. Maybe you got a chance to see um, not Mystic River, <laughs> Wind River. Stop saying Mystic River, <laughs> I'm man. I'm saying it on purpose. I hope you know that. But <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So uh, sure you maybe you got a chance to see the film. We'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on it. And uh, let us know what you thought of the podcast, of the vidcast. That's what they call these, right? Vidcasts. Vidcasts. I don't know what that is. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and check that out. And uh, yeah. So anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Well, then, it's been real. It's been real.